0: G'day everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Drone U. Uh Tonight we have a special guest with us who's
1: going to be co-hosting, uh, the lovely Tom Pills. How you going, mate? Thanks, Danny. Thanks for us to be called. Lovely, thank you. So you're my mother, i <laughs> limited to uh, saying that. Appreciate it. It's a <laughs>
0: pleasure. <present. laughs> thank you for uh, gracing, gracing us with your presence.
2: <laughs> yes, um, and then th- thanks for jumping in and filling in Sean's spot for the evening. Yeah, he called in five minutes ago and said he's sick, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's on a flight, so...
0: Um, well, for everyone that doesn't know, uh, so Tom Pills is the drone, drone lawyer. If you're in the commercial drone industry, you've probably heard his name thrown around. Um, Tom specializes in drone law and regulations uh, surrounding this awesome and rapidly growing uh, industry of human ingenuity. Also, Tom is a litigation expert representing a range of clients from foreign government formed entities to small businesses. Yeah, I wasn't reading off the script completely, was I?
1: <laughs> Thanks for the intro, Danny.
0: Mate, thanks for correcting a lot of my, uh, my spelling mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight, Tom's going to lead us through a uh, couple of, I guess, legal tips on running your drone businesses. Um, main, main three topics we're going to start with, you know, to kind of get the ball rolling will be uh, strict liability, uh, going guarantor and director ID, which we're going to learn a lot tonight, guys.
2: Yeah, um, There's a lot to learn.
0: <laughs> there is, mate. This whole industry, there's a lot to learn. Um, I guess, Tom, you want to kick it off with a bit of strict liability. Sounds kind of kinky.
1: (laughs) Well, first, boring, boring lawyer disclaimer. Obviously, none of this is legal advice because to give legal advice, you have to know someone's scenario and then apply the law to their situation. We're not doing that. We're keeping it pretty broad. Um, But if anyone wants to be in contact after on any of these topics, more than happy to unpack it further. Um, and I thought, as we've discussed with you, Danny and uh, Ty, we'll cover sort of three broad topics today, three broad commercial topics. If it goes well, if you know if the audience likes this stuff, um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot more legal topics, little tidbits I can share, and we can unpack um, over the over the time. But if no one likes it, if it's a snooze fest. Equally, that's that's fine. i have got to do what the audience likes. Okay. But um, topic one, we're looking at strict liability. And a lot of you, if you've read the regs, you would have seen the word strict liability peppered around. And so the vast majority of drone offences are strict liability and what a strict liability offence is, it's one where it doesn't matter whether or not, whether or not you intended to commit the offence. If you perform the physical act, you're guilty. Um, a good everyday example, um, speeding in your car. doesn't matter if you knew, didn't know what speed limit was or didn't know if you were speeding. If you're speeding, you get done. I think a more Applicable example to our industry is is um, you generally can't operate your drone above 400 feet AGL, right? And that's under good old CASA Instrument 2222. If you don't know about CASA Instrument 2222, talk to me about that because you have to know what that means. That is key, right, gents? You know 2222. Yep. It, it took over. It took over fifty. Do you remember when it took over? It took over fifty. I can't quote my own phone number. <laughs> <laughs> It, it took over one of the old old regs. Um, it took over 5520. If you that's remember with the instruments, anyway, that's that's some really important stuff in that. So we all know that you can't fly above 400 feet AGL, um, and that's the events of strict liability. So if if you're flying above 400 feet, but you didn't know you were flying above 400 feet, or you didn't mean to, or if you just didn't know it was an offence to fly above 400 feet AGL, none of those amount to a defence under strict liability. You did it. You're done. Okay. Um, okay.
2: So there's so there's no I guess there's no way basically around that more or less. If, if you're doing it, you're, you're, you're done yeah, more or less. It's like
0: a no ignorance is bliss kind of thing. We're not Yeah,
2: no
1: in this. If you yeah ignorance to is no excuse for law. Well, there is there's one potential defence. It's a really it's a bit of a curly one. Uh, it's called it's called defence of honest mistake of fact. It's pretty technical and it, and it requires more than just knowing. Sorry, it requires more than just not knowing you're breaking the law, right? You so a disclaimer on
0: this on this
1: section. <laughs> <laughs> I can explain the concept and then give a hypothetical example, and then it, you yeah. know we can then unpack it after that. Yeah. Um, so what, to to have a defence of this honest mistake, you have to have had an honest and reasonable belief in your mind about what you were doing, mm-hmm. which if actually existed, meant you weren't breaking the law okay but here's an example to flesh it out so hypothetical example with 400 feet agl if you're flying high 300s maybe and you think you're under but if your remote pilot station for example was playing up and suddenly you were flying above 400 feet and you thought you were and your remote pilot station told you were then you had an honest and reasonable belief you were Mm -hmm. under 400 feet but if you were above then you get in trouble if if you get caught then one defense might have is honest uh, is an honest mistake of fact. But to prove that, you then have to go to court. You would have to get an expert report on your remote station to say that, okay, it was playing up and he was above, but he thought he was below. So it's it's pretty yeah. full on to, to, um, to sort so of... So basically you have to have the evidence there to show otherwise that, yeah. that
2: there was a technical error or, or something in your control yeah. or, Which- or something like that to, to prove that you didn't know that you were above 400 (laughs) AGL. Precisely, mate,
0: exactly. One thing thing to bring up as well with all, especially DGI drones, you know, considering they have 90% of the market, every single input of that stick you have is recorded. You can go into air data and check every single voltage, flare, anything. So this, you know, there's always a record of what you've done. So to actually prove that something malfunctioned,
1: there's already evidence there. Interesting, and that's where that's that type of stuff you have to pull up in a court if you wanted to defend yourself in that regard. So it's it's tricky. So yeah, and it's
0: kind of like metadata; you can't exactly edit it. Well, actually, you can edit
2: metadata, but. Don't. <laughs> yes, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> true, especially if it's not a country. <laughs> edit <laughs> metadata. Note that, listeners, do not edit your
1: metadata. <laughs> well, who's the lawyer now? <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> no, cool. So I hope that sort of makes sense. But we'll be on that. If you do it, if you do it, then you're pretty much done, unless you've got a really good excuse. I really thought you were and had a reasonable basis for your belief. Um, that's yeah. the only way to get out. Uh, really. Exactly. And
0: then, realistically, how many times you have been pulled over doing an 150 and 100 zone? The cops aren't going to let you off.
2: It's the same thing with this. It's the end of the day, the moral of the story is there just follow the rules, do as you're told. Exactly. You know?
0: there's, a, there's a reason for it because as soon as you go to yeah, 500 exactly. you're down an aircraft, well, the whole
1: industry is going to be down on you. Yeah. And that's Definitely. reflected in the strict liability level of sort of the standard in that there's not much to it. Yeah, exactly. There's no intention element really.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. Well, I'll learn something new tonight. Don't speed, hypothetically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Danny. <laughs> I have a V8 for a reason, but with the fuel price that now, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess um, you have a bit of sound advice for us, Tom, around our uh, going guarantor,
1: which goes beyond also the drone industry itself. Yeah, this is this is yeah, very broad. You might have come people, You might have come across this in, in different different areas. Um, but just just a tip as well, because look, if, if you are not as an operator, operator company, then you eat all the contracts you enter generally on behalf of your company. And the whole idea is to sort of insulate yourself, your personal liability from that of your company. So it's so it's yeah. so it's sort of keep the risk off you personally. But some agreements might it might be a lease, uh, might be a loan. Uh, a, lot of different, a lot of different contracts and, and things you'll enter might ask for you to go guarantor for your company. So what that means if, is the company signs, but they say you sign here as well, and if, if it goes pear-shaped, if the company doesn't meet its obligations or breaks the contract and can't meet the obligations, they can then, the other side of the, people on the other side of the contract can chase you personally um, to get the money or to, to perform, perform the service. And so yeah. signing a guarantee somewhat sort of undermines the whole idea of setting up a company to protect your personal liability because it just puts you on the line personally. Yeah. Um, so sort of the takeaway there is always make sure that if, if a contract that your company signs asks for a personal guarantee, I'd, I'd be reluctant. Um, so just be careful of the old sign here, here and here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just sign it. Just be careful.
2: Um, is it fairly common? Like, I, I mean, I've, I've never come across it and there's probably been times i probably haven't read things as strong as i probably should have but is, is it something that you come across fairly commonly or is it pretty rare
1: sometimes in a lot of i see it a lot in commercial leases i know we're not a lot of us assigning signing commercial leases all the time i see it a lot there um some loans um no i've seen i've done some a lot of construction contracts and a lot of those have Mm-hmm. The, the person or another company having to go guarantor. So, no, obviously, in a, in a big variety of contracts, it's guarantor. And you'll either say it, the, the one way to pick it up is either it'll say it somewhere there, or where you sign, there'll be a separate signature box you to sign, not for your company, but for you personally. And that's what we've got to be wary of. So, might um, I um, okay. even use the actual word guarantor itself? No, it should. It should. It should. It'll say guarantee or okay. guarantor somewhere. It should say that. So, yeah, so, yeah. See, I wasn't aware that you,
2: you see that in a lot more things obviously you know most yeah. people would be aware that, that you know, with, with home loans and things like like my first time yeah. my, my, my father was my guarantor um, so hmm. you know obviously that's the most common place people see it but so you 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 tend to see it in a lot of other places as well
1: yeah a lot of sort of a lot of contract a lot of various yeah. contracts will have have guarantee they'll try to slip in guarantor provisions our first our first instinct typically is to push back because um, mm, yeah. just it's just this entity is entering a contract for a reason. They want someone else yeah. to enter it to bolster them, similar to the home, similar to the to the real estate thing. Um, yeah, we don't yeah. want to bugger it up because yeah. And sometimes you have to look. Look if if you can have it removed, great. But if mm-hmm. if if it's a really big deal and you're happy to take the risk, that's what business is about, right? Taking risks yeah. and having a swing. Do it. Like don't lose the contract if it's very important to you, or if, or if you think. Yeah. You're going to you're pretty certain that you're going to be able to meet the obligations cool in the first yeah. instance maybe give it a nudge back to see if they'll take it yeah.
2: off yeah it's, i uh, guess it's something to be aware of i mean end of the day you know if, you, if you're if you signing that and you're, you're not capable of, of achieving what what's required of that contract you're, you're definitely digging yourself a little bit of a hole
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i suppose you really
1: do need to read every every word of a contract yeah. ideally you should I know I know we all think, you know all our software I agree to the new terms and you sign away your life and-
0: well, all the time now when I'm installing software it makes you scroll to the bottom then you gotta wait like 30 seconds I'm like why can't I click yet oh, I have totally have read it, uh, read, it you know I mean, I read it it's like it's like you think about say Facebook when people are like oh I don't want my images shared it's like well as soon as you install the app and have an account you know you've given away your,
2: you know, your, your rights essentially Hmm. I think I mentioned to you, Danny, how our Instagram actually wrote that into oh, their yeah. contract, and they yeah. didn't tell anyone. And I saw a good example of it with the New York Times. They actually used Instagram images of New York from all personal users. Mm-hmm. They put them all together as a giant mosaic on their front cover. And there was all this uproar because people were like, hey, that's my photo. Hey, that's my photo. I should be getting paid for this. But what no one actually was aware of was that Instagram wrote it into their contract. When you sign up and you log in and you, you create an account, you've waived all your rights to those images. So, you know, instances like that came from a photography background, instances like that, you, you really should be reading those contracts to make sure that you're not getting screwed basically. Exactly. And I guarantee I'd like to
0: think of at least most of the listeners here probably wouldn't have read every term and condition on Instagram or any other app they use. Like sure as no, I, I definitely it. haven't. <laughs>
2: I've yeah. read more these days than I used to, but only due to the fact of that particular case was a slap in the face. So
1: <laughs> When when Tom says read it, we read it. We read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that data issue, Ty, brings up an interesting point as to the audience, these uh, commercial operators, I know we've got both recreational and commercial, but um, if you're doing a commercial job and you're got a deliverable for someone whatever data it is whatever deliverable it's a data it's a report what are you doing with the data are you giving are you assigning all the data to them by giving them the job or are you licensing licensing it to them and you actually keep it how do you want to treat the data that you're providing to your to your client after you capture this data with your drone and you can change that as Instagram screwed these people we didn't screw them it was in writing although it was in writing yeah it was in writing similarly with 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 Commercial drone operators, you can do things in your contract to say, okay, you get all, you get all the data, you get everything, or no, you just get this bit, or no, I own it, but I'll license it, license yeah. it to you perpetually. Yeah. So yeah. the pilots, you think about too, how they want to disseminate, give their data, and what rights they want to keep. Say, look, you can, you can have the data, but I want to be able to keep it for my own research purpose and I want to be able to keep that data yes. for my marketing purposes, so I can actually Correct. put it on my website. Exactly, and that's, that's no pretty much what I did recently as well. I um I sold yeah. a bunch of imagery
0: which you know, was on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, instead of selling exclusive rights, I was still allowed to use it for my own portfolio purposes, yeah. which you know works yeah. well for both parties. And you know, you make yeah. a dollar, and someone's happy. Got some
2: great images. Coming from photography background, I've had plenty of times where you've had people request for exclusive rights where they own the images, um, and and as as in general with photography, you generally own the images, but. End of the day, they have, I've had clients that want exclusive and they just pay for it basically. Um, yeah. but you you've always got to be aware and then that you know when you do that, you no longer own those images, you no longer have any yeah. control over. That is
0: it's gone, it's not, you know, say goodbye Correct. essentially. It's sun away your first child.
2: <laughs> and people need to be aware of that with exclusives because once you've done that, you no longer own the rights to those images. So always tread very carefully if you if you're handing out exclusives to people.
1: Yeah. And that's obviously a, usually like a transfer of copyright um, that, that has embodied, and yeah, you know, copyright doesn't have to necessarily be registered. Copyright exists by virtue of you creating something, um, but yeah. then if you, if you transfer it, then you, you're doing it, and you're transferring it, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Right on. Well, there you go. Hopefully, someone, uh, everyone learned a bit of extra out of that. Um, last point, I guess, Tom is director ID. What is this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a mystery that is director ID that we only found out about just recently.
1: It, it, sound,
0: it, sounds like, it sounds like a new movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm cruising it or <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so uh, it's another more uh, general, very commercial sort of development. So it applies to any anyone anyone here, anyone who's listening who or watching is a company director. It's this brand new thing. It's so it's if you're a company director. Um, it's a number you have to get. So it's a, it's a unique 15-digit number that you'll keep forever. So if you're a director of a company, they're, try, they're trying to – I think the Australian Securities Investments Commission, they're trying to stop use of false or fraudulent director identities because dodgy people are changing their name a bit, becoming director of a company, becoming director of another company, changing their name a bit. And if someone's chasing yeah. some dodgy bastard and they're different in each company, it's hard just to pin them down. Yeah. Yeah. All I do with this director ID is to say – you're one person, your 15, 15 digit ID, and that'll fall that'll follow you around forever. Whether you change company, stop being a director, change your name or move overseas, that 15, 15 digit number will stick with you forever. So it's okay. um, So it basically gives them are,
2: the control to, to always have a track of who you are and what you're doing basically with the company.
1: That's it, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's particularly for company directors, people you know, who are running companies and it's just to stop, yeah, yeah stop dodgy companies, Phoenix companies that you know wind up, then open the same company in a new in a new private yeah. limited the next day, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, and sort, sort rip, of stop rip, rip, all that dodgy stuff. Stop um, something
0: like say ripping off a bunch of employees and not paying whatever and then just start up the next day. That's it, exactly. Uh, that's what it
1: tries to do. So it's a it's a brand new thing. And um, and so it's the deadline's 30 November. Um it, so it could it's be Does that apply to say, you
2: know, for example, um, my wife and I, we set up a company originally when I was originally starting a food truck um, to, to, I guess, shift the liability away from from the personal. So she being the director of our company, she would need to get a director ID, correct?
1: Yeah. Is Is she currently a director still of any company?
2: Yeah, of our, I guess, our entity, our company that we created, yes.
1: yes. So so yes. she would need to get one. Yeah, mate, yes, she yeah. will. And deadline is 30 November this year. And okay. it might be sooner if you were a director. There's a certain period earlier in the year if you became a director, you had 28 days to do it. But the ultimate deadline, no matter what, is 30 November. So get on it because okay. it's already June, obviously. Yeah. super simple. Takes, you can do it in less than 10 minutes. If you've, got your, if you've got your ID stuff on you or you've got it handy, like your Medicare and stuff, I won't come in with the details, but a few of those usual documents, even yeah. yeah. about 10 minutes, two steps. One, you need the ID app. So not, not your MyGov account, that one that's linked to Medicare, not that one, it's the ID app.
2: Um, okay.
1: Yeah, and and then you have got to go onto the Australian Business Registry Service website (ABRS). Just Google ABRS. As long as it's the .gov website, yeah. good it chance depends. it's going to be legit, right? Because the legit ones have the, the .gov. You go on the ABRS, yeah. have your MyGov ID app, They talk to each other. Ten minutes later, boom! You fifteen. You got your fifteen-digit number. That's it. Done. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Easy. Um, yeah. So already- this only applies if you're a sole trader or a partner or whatever as a, as a drone operator. Don't worry about it. Only if you only if you run a company and you're a director of that company do you need to do this. Other than that, don't worry about it.
0: Sweet. Right, well, for pretty much anyone listening, it always be good to look into it. I literally just typed in director ID right now and I found all the information on ABRS's website. Not hard to do, as you said, Tom. Yeah.
1: yeah. Ten minutes, you'll get your new number. Um, Beautiful. But just yeah, he's got it. If you're if you're running a company and you're director, just do it. Ten minutes, boom. Yeah. Because um, 30 June will come before you know it, and then the ATL will start chasing people and I uh, chase people or whatever, so. They're always yeah. collecting some fines out of that, I'm sure of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're already starting for a few people. They're already due and chasing them up, so it's already happening. I'm
2: sure there's lots of listeners out there that didn't know this even existed, because yeah. we didn't until you originally told us a <laughs> few yeah. weeks
1: ago, so. Well, well, hope it helps. I hope, yeah, hope to get a bit of value out of this. Without, without having too much of a snooze fest. Sorry, boys. I know a bit of oh, it's, actual, uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're it's
2: all, it's all very interesting, up. and it, and it's 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 saving people's butts basically. Exactly, you know, keeping us out of trouble because you know, drama players yeah. love getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and and look, and I think our industry can be a little bit of a minefield too. And I think you know if people don't know all the ins and outs, you know, it can come back to bite you. And then you'll have to call Tom and get Tom to represent you and try and keep you out of trouble <laughs> like, you
1: know, just...
0: the clients. <laughs> uh, so um i guess tom
1: um where can everyone reach you at um on my linkedin or if you google the, the drone lawyer i should be um somewhere around the top um yeah or email tom at the drone lawyer.com.au tom at the drone lawyer.com.au um but I'm pretty easy. I think it should be easy-ish to find online. Um, if, you, if you want to unpack any of those questions, got any just questions, basic questions, that's fine. And and if you want to go into more detailed stuff about your ops, happy to do sort of 15-minute um, free consultations to get a picture of your operation where you might have some pain points or some regulatory holes or worries. Happy to just have a free consultation to start just to point you in the right direction. Um, and as much just about education and self-help and helping you just stay in the sky and not have to worry about all this Regulatory stuff on the ground as much as possible, so I can point you to information. Absolutely, if you need advice, we can cross that bridge if we need to. But more about educating and empowering.
2: We'll we'll put your your website up in in the comments and stuff as well for for the um for our YouTube and 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 our listeners as well, so they can reach out to you and. Hopefully um you can get them out in trouble.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> stop them from getting in trouble in the first place. Yeah, I know. Yeah, stop them getting better. in trouble. That's, that's even better. Exactly. Yeah. Well look, if
0: um if anyone has any uh, questions for Tom, you know, that aren't actually requiring major advice, <laughs> put them in the comments and um hopefully in the next episode or so when me and Tom's on, we can bring them up and you know, unpack them a bit better.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, and I think you know there's a, there's a lot of value there for for listeners. And you you may think some of these topics are, are a little bit a little bit uh, snoozeworthy, but the the thing is is this is the stuff that we all need to be well across, and especially in our industry where you know regulations and stuff are constantly changing, and you know we we, we all need to be across them. So ha- having advice from someone like Tom is you know that's paramount to to us. You know, just, just keeping in the air basically. We'll I appreciate it.
0: Okay. Well, thanks again, Tom, for jumping on and um, hopefully we'll see you very soon.
1: Indeed. Thanks, Jensen. Audience okay. get some value out of it. Thanks for your time. Catch thanks. you the next time. Thanks, thanks boys.